What's up, everybody? Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast, episode number 92, coming at you this week. We're really excited about it. We got Alex DeBoard all the way up here from Georgia on. He was in studio with us. He was nice enough to stop by. He's doing some work this weekend, and they went on a little dove hunt, so that was exciting for them, but again, he was nice enough to stop by the studio and chat with us, so we got to talk about everything from podcasting, deer hunting, the dove hunting stuff, public land stuff, industry guys. It was just a lot of fun talking to him this week. Uh, if you guys missed it, he was on episode number 78. We had him on the phone. He kind of gave his background like we normally do with first-time guests, so go check that one out and then come back and listen to this one because it was a lot of fun too. Um, but before we get into it, before we get into all that, don't forget about our sponsors for the episode, one of those being Grandpa Ray Outdoors. They're our longest-standing partner on the show. They specialize in providing the best nutrition for white-tailed deer on your property, starting with the soil. They offer a full line of high-quality food plot seed and plant foods. They started in 2015, but John up there has been in the seed and nutrition business since 1991. They've got over 14 different food plot blends to choose from, so no matter what you're looking for, you're not going to have trouble finding it. They've got fall and spring blends, corn and beans, switchgrass, liquid fertilizer, soil test kits, you name it, they've got it. They're not just about selling the products, though. They're going to answer any questions you have about what would what blends would be best for your specific property. That way you can achieve the best results possible. So you guys can ask them specific questions about where you're at geographically, or what kind of soil you got, what kind of shade tolerant or what kind of shade you've got going on in your food plots, and they'll tell you exactly what you need to plant to get the best results out of that seed so you get the most bang for your buck. We've used their blends on client properties. Obviously, we're using them on our own properties. The results have always been as good as advertised. That's why we're going to keep using their seed, and that's why we partnered with them on the podcast in the first place. You can go check them out at GrandpaRayOutdoors.com and use the discount code RHOPODCAST. That's all lowercase, no space, and you get 5% off. We're also a dealer for Grandpa Ray Outdoors, so if you guys need anything there uh, and you don't want to order it through them, we can save you some money on shipping. Just come let me know what you want, and you can make an order through us, and we'll get you taken care of that way too. Our other partner for the episode is Rodney Hawkins. As you guys know, if you've been listening He's a guy to talk to if you're looking for your own piece of ground to manage a hunt, or even if you've got ground, you're looking to get it listed. Maybe you're just kind of feeling out in the real estate market right now when it comes to recreational properties. Um, he's going to be the guy to talk to no matter what, one of those things that you're looking to do. He actually grew up hunting and fishing here in our area, Southern Illinois, and he's now putting that love for the outdoors into selling those recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. Now, Midwest Farm and Land isn't your average real estate company. They sold over $85 million worth of ground in 2022 alone, They've got agents like Rodney all over Illinois, so they're really a local company with a national reach. For more info on them, you can contact Rodney directly at 618-925-3153, and he'll get you taken care of. He's also got his own company called RG Outdoors. They've currently got hard and soft-sided blinds and blind chairs, all from Radix Blinds. They've got an all-natural scent elimination product called Camo Dust, which we're going to try out this fall a little bit. He's got Tacticam trail cameras as well. As popular as those are, I know you guys are looking for him. He's got them. Go get them from him and let him know that we sent you. That'll help us out a bunch. If you're interested in any of that stuff, you can go to his Facebook page, RG Outdoors, send him a message through there, or email him at rgoutdoors@yahoo.com. Or again, just call him directly at 618-925-3153. And don't forget to tell him you heard about him on the Rich Hunter Outdoors podcast. Our socials, Rich Hunter Outdoors, that's on Facebook and Instagram. Those are the two we use the most. So go check us out there. Give us a follow or a like. Our Facebook group is the RHO Podcast Patrons. I still have yet to come up with a better name for that. Eventually, I will when I get time to worry about it. For right now, that's a placeholder. 
But that group is for for our listeners to kind of get in, get some exclusive content, have some input on the show, all of that kind of stuff. You'll get notified about the guests coming up. That way, uh, when I know enough ahead of time, that way if you have questions for them, you can ask them. We'll also ask four questions in there that might we might answer on the podcast. So our website is richhunteroutdoors.com. You can get any of our all-natural scent products on there. We've got the, we will have the tarsal sprays. The That's really our most popular product. They'll be in stock here coming up in a little over a month. You know, once season gets rolling, we'll start putting that stuff in stock. And our calming spray, which is it was a new product last year, and it did really well. As uh, Also, we've had a lot of luck with using it. So you guys can check any of that on our website. We also have apparel on there. And anything you see on there that you want, RHOPOD is the discount code that'll get you 10% off. That's all caps, RHOPOD. You can also follow us on Apple or Spotify. We appreciate that. Leave us a review. That helps us out a bunch as well. And then the YouTube channel, Ridge Hunter Outdoors. Subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. If you guys subscribe, hit that notification bell. You'll be the first ones to know when our first episode of the show for this fall airs. We're still kicking around names for it. Hopefully by the middle of this month, we'll have something set in stone We'll start releasing some some stuff for it, and then we're going to roll into the season and start putting out some content um, for a hunting show. So appreciate you guys that are already subscribed, and if you're not, make sure you go do that so you don't miss out on any of that stuff. We're also going to hit some into this food plot season kind of things coming up here. I'm going to do some work at the cabin coming up. I know Nate's got some videos he's working on for you guys updating on his plots, planning, and all that kind of stuff, and we'll update you on that as we go along here in September. So... All that aside, Alex DeBoard in studio with us this week. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Here we go with episode 92. This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. What's going on, everybody? We got Alex DeBoard from Talk About It Outdoors in studio with us. He's all the way up from the big state of Georgia. He's got a couple guests with him. So, first of all, you want to tell everybody who he brought with you? Yeah, man. Glad to be here. First of all, thanks yeah, for having me. I up. Appreciate was, you coming. It was for sure. great to to do the last podcast yeah. we did. And we had an awesome time, and then getting here in person and getting to meet you, and you know, you showing us this amazing place y'all built with your family and everything. Great to see, and, and thanks for having us. Yeah, but, absolutely. So I brought my my nephew. He's not really my nephew, but uh, I call him my nephew. It's my right. best friend's son, Caden Watson, with me. He uh, he kind of runs with me pretty tight when his dad can't go. And mm-hmm. fortunately, last year for him, his dad wasn't able to go, and he said, well, I'll go with you. And I said, all right. So we came up Labor Day and, and did some you know scouting and stuff like that. And yep. this year, we kind of made it our annual trip. And, there you go. Um, next, I've got uh, Brock Holston. He's, he's become a really, really close friend friend of mine over the last few years he and i've spent a lot of time together deer hunting and coyote mm-hmm. hunting a, a ton and um he's got he's got my little buddy over here and, and <laughs> i gotta i gotta shout this this guy out and we'll talk more about him later but this is a hammer on some deer i'm, I'm saying he he's, he's he is something special but tucker uh tucker's been you know hunting since he was knee high to grasshoppers dad's had done a great job with him getting him into the outdoors and he's he's somebody he's got his dad's phone now and he starts texting <laughs> me he, and he'll say well, you only got dinks on your camera, those dink bucks in Georgia. So he's, yeah. he's been giving me a hard time about them. Oh, but, that's awesome. But these, these guys have become like family to me. I mean, Brock and I talk two or three times a week, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, it's it's getting down to the nitty-gritty of deer season. Yep. So we're getting there. We're back here in the great state of Illinois. That's again, right. So. That's right. Well, we appreciate you coming up. Before we get any farther, I always try to, when I can, put in our Facebook group that, 
whoever the guest we has coming on, you know, and that way if they got any questions for them, they can ask. Well, believe it or not, we got your biggest fan. And oh I told God. him, you know what, you want to say hi to him, I'll just call you when we start. So I'm going to call him right now. He <laughs> wants to this, say hi to you. This going to be? <laughs> uh, is it Dedinger? Hang on. Hello. Hello, you there? Hi. All right, I got I got Alex DeBoard here for you. I know you said you was his biggest fan. You want to say hi to him. That's absolutely right. Oh my I'm God! Here. I know who this is now. I didn't recognize this. I didn't recognize right. that Alabama voice at first. But Rip Dickerson, how are you, old son? Uh, yeah. See, see. Do you, do you see what he's doing already? Oh, uh-huh. Well, I, you know, if you if the shoe fits, you got to wear it, old buddy. Golly, I, look, I I, just, I I still got a couple months before I turn fifty. You're almost 60, you said? Boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, see if I ever meet you in a bucky's bathroom again. I got to give I got to give a shout out to my boy Rip, you know, Rip's somebody that I met at NWTF for the first time and and we've really become pretty close and and got to talk to each other a good bit. And uh, we had our annual bow shoot this year, and, and mm-hmm. Rip hooked me up with some some awesome targets that we were able to use this year. And so he met me at a Bucky's parking lot, and, and we did meet in the bathroom. Well, I went to the bathroom right. anyway while he waited in the parking lot. <laughs> I actually came out of the bathroom, and he tried to sell my targets to a guy, and he's like, oh, no, no, these wasn't for sale. You know, I was just joking, man. Yeah, uh-huh. he just, I was just kidding with you, but... <laughs> No, rip somebody that I'll go ahead. I was gonna say five more minutes, and I'd have been a lot richer. (laughs) Well, that's all right. You know, you'd have been a lot richer, but you'd have never slept again. You know that. Well, that's you know, I I can't argue with that. You're you're right. You're right. Now listen, I I I I told Canyon uh, today or yesterday. I said, man, you got Alex coming on there, and I have. Uh, you got to get me on there and, and let me pick at him a little bit, have a little fun with him. And I want you to know how much I think of you. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> yeah, because you know what I'm doing right now. You're either um, you're either taking a crap or uh, – <laughs> and if you're thinking about me then, that's got to be the best thing that's ever came out of you. <laughs> Actually, I am – Sitting down here waiting on uh, my fishing partner to get here. I've been sick and he didn't get off work to eight. So I come down the river about 50 miles in this uh, hurricane to pick him up and to talk to you. And I took time out of all that to talk to you and the king. So now you're gonna yeah. make me feel bad, like because I'm poking fun at you and giving you jokes. Is that what you're trying to do now? <laughs> yeah, all them jokes about me being old and stuff, man. You know, I mean, I, I thought enough of you to want to get on here with you. Well, hey, I, I appreciate that, old buddy. I appreciate that very I mean, much. I'll buy. I tell you what, I'll buy the beer when it uh, when we get to NWTF, at least for uh, one round or two. You better be real careful about that. I know. That's why I said for a round, a round or two. Or two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put a cap on that. I caught that. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, Rip. I appreciate you giving him a hard time for us. I was talking to him yesterday, and he said, "Man, if you're going to have him on, you got to call me when you guys start, so I can get him wound up for you." It don't take That's much. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, well, well, I just listen. I just wanted to say. Man, y'all, you know, 
Canyon. Y'all are great guys. I enjoyed coming on with y'all the other day. Mm-hmm. Alex, dude, you solid dude, good guy, good people, man. It's, you know, it's easy to get along and have a good time with good people. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate all of y'all. And I just wanted to say hello. And uh, I think you're doing a dove shoot tomorrow, aren't you? Yeah, we're going going on a dove hunt with uh, with my buddy that's here with us. I probably won't kill any, but I'm gonna try. Well, there goes about eighteen boxes of shale. <laughs> I brought twelve. I brought twelve. We get it, get it right. Let's get it over with. <laughs> All right. Well, man. Hey, y'all have a good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I got I got one fish, one good fish in the live well. I'm gonna see if we can put two more in here now that my partner's here. There you go. He's a better fisherman than I am. There you go. Y'all have a good night. Holler at me if you need me. Will do. Hey, appreciate you coming on for a minute, Rip. Talk to you yeah, soon, Rip. Yeah. See y'all. Yeah. Oh, God, number one fan. <laughs> really. No, I, I I do think a lot of Rip. He and oh, I, yeah. he and I hit, it, hit it off very well when we met at NWCF. And um, it, I had made a TikTok video. It's where it all started, the, the relationship with Rip and I. And I don't know if anybody that listens to this has ever seen it, but it was a video. I'm, I make these funny videos about – um, whipping my kids mm-hmm. and it's it's some, it's a parody thing my kids think it's just the funniest thing ever anymore and it went viral and it's gone crazy with all these videos and stuff i made and i made one for nwtf and one of the the things on there was talking about not knowing who harold knight was and i said i needed to whip my own ass if my kid doesn't know who harold <laughs> knight is and he saw that video and and showed it to harold and harold he I was, I was walking through the show and and i ran into to rip and he's like come here you got to meet harold so i went over there and got to talk to harold and I, that and it was a lot of fun and That's since awesome. then rip and i've spoke a lot so think a lot of him great guy been been in the industry a long time as you know y'all did a show with him so. yeah yeah and i appreciate you setting that up too because i i've talked to rip several times since then Nick never had a bad conversation with him i mean he just it's just a long conversation <laughs> when you get on the phone <laughs> yeah, with him hey ain't nothing wrong with that Oh, you Southern boys like to talk sometimes. He likes to talk <laughs> even more than I do. Well, of course, I mean, we named it Talk About It Outdoors there you for go. a reason. Yep. So. Hey, obviously, we like to talk, too. We wouldn't be doing a podcast. That, that's right. That's that. right. Yep. So we were talking a little bit beforehand, and I want to talk a little bit about your YouTube channel because yeah. I know a lot of people do know about it, but for the ones who might not, tell us about what you got going on with the Chasing Weekends show and, and everything with your YouTube channel because, it's like you said, it's kind of taken off. Yeah, we started with the Talk About It Outdoors uh, podcast, and then we started the Talk About It Outdoors YouTube channel. And we and we really didn't know where it was going to go. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, in the beginning, Nicholas, my, my partner on the show, was, I'm not doing any video, and I'm not doing any of that stuff. And as we started to progress with the podcast, he's like, well, maybe I want to do some video stuff. Let's try this. Let's try that. And mm-hmm. from there, it, it kind of spawned in a full season last year where we only had two, maybe three hunts of, of the whole season. And I was like, man, if we're going to do this thing, we really need to kick it off and do it right. And right. that's when we kind of expanded our team and decided to bring on more people because, dude, we're working class guys just like everybody else. we got jobs, and if you're going to put out a channel or a series, you really need content. Yep. So we banded together. Everybody brought names to the table, and we started throwing you know names in the hat of who we might decide to bring on, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. I had conversations with them, and we expanded our team mm-hmm. for this year's uh, drop. So we dropped 2022 deer hunts in 2023. Right. We held them back a year. Right. 
And Nick kind of came up with the idea, and, and all on him, he said, man, we don't need to call this Talk About It Outdoors. He said, because that's the podcast. Right. And we already had the YouTube channel, and I didn't really want to rebrand it because that's that goes. there's a lot that goes into oh, that yeah. and getting followers, et cetera. But no doubt. we kind of started thinking about what we wanted to name it. And we already were calling it Weekend Productions. Mm-hmm. And Weekend Productions was kind of like what we do on the weekend. You know, it was easy for us to do that. So yeah. we said – why don't we call it Chasing Weekends? And we kind of bounce that idea back and forth off of each other. And, I mean, it's it's been unreal how much it's grown because we wanted to do a weekly show. We didn't want to drop out like a, a Midwest Whitetail where they dropped 20, you know, episodes right. at one time. That's yep. just not what we wanted to do. We right. wanted to actually have a drop for it. And so we put together 10 great deer hunts this year. Some are eight minutes long. Some are almost 30 minutes long. And it's yep. from – all the way down in Georgia when we're hunting, and then we go to Illinois for five episodes, and then we're in Iowa, and then back in Georgia again. Mm-hmm. So we had a we had a great season last year, and I think it's only going to grow from here because yeah. the guys are able to see what we did with it, and like well, I need to do this more, I yeah. need to do that more, and they get an idea and actually can see and learn by that and see what we did. And with it's a little it, more so. tangible, like they can see what's possible, yep. where, where it could go. I think that's kind of what you're saying there with not not rebranding the channel and changing it to something else. We're going to start a show this fall, and we've been kicking around a bunch. And when we started the podcast, I was like, man, I never want to get really too much into filming. Yeah. We yeah. might do a little bit of stuff. but And here we are. And here we are. Mm-hmm. We're going to start trying to do something. And it's real similar to what you're saying. Like, we're, I'm kicking around names because I want it to be able to stand by itself. Right. You know, whatever it is, buy Ridge Hunter Outdoors, right? right. But it needs to be able to stand on its own because it's, it's the same, but it's different, right, like right. you're talking about. Uh but I also want to do, uh, you mentioned Midwest Whitetail. They were kind of like Bill Winky was kind of the the pioneer of the semi-live internet show. That's right. And I want to do something similar to that. Because last year I would do like the vlog and uh, Nate did one of them and Jeff tried to do a couple, but his camera works subpar to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Uncle Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving him a hard time. But I would do, like I would hunt, come home edit everything, and it wasn't your traditional show, but edit everything and then put it up that night. Uh, But this year, I want to do like a weekly show where we get everybody's hunts through the week, and then (laughs) he's got the headphones on now. He's ready to roll. We, uh, Well, I want to do the weekly show where where I can put everybody's hunts together through the week and then do like the semi-live thing, not necessarily like right. we hunted today, here it is tonight, but like this is what we did through the week. Right. And I think that helps guys too. Like even out-of-state guy coming to Illinois, you can see what's going on with what they're doing that week. And yeah. I, I like that idea of it too. But, yeah, I definitely was excited to see that you guys were doing like uh, basically a full season yeah. of a show. And uh, Man, it was I mean, painful to hurt back uh, or to hold oh, yeah. back. I mean, it was, it was painful for us because yep. – everybody's like, man, when's the deer season dropping out from last year? When's that buck you kill going to get yep. out? When's Caden's buck coming on? You know, when are we going to get to see this stuff? And I'm like, man, just be patient. And we're going to try to get it in front of you as soon as possible. But who the heck wants to watch deer hunting during turkey season? You know, <laughs> exactly. so it made no sense right. to drop it. And holding back a year is – it was probably the the best thing that we could have done, but it was it was, it was was tough. I yeah. mean, it kind of it kind of hurt her, her yeah. you know, our, our growth a little bit, and it held yep. us back. But we needed that, and it, it's 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 been worth the wait. Yeah, and that's kind of like the, the traditional model too, right, is to, like, you'll film your hunts for the one year, and then you wait, mm-hmm. edit, make sure you got your ducks in a row, and then release it for the next fall. That's kind of like the traditional route that a lot of guys go anyway, yeah. right? Well, we, we wanted to do something – 
bigger than what we were already doing and dropping out the episodes and not having them fully prepared or fully edited. It was not something we wanted to do. Now, don't get me wrong. If you go to the Chasing Weekends page and you watch this season's episodes, you're going to start at the first one and you're going to think, wow, what in the world is this? But by the time you get to the episode that drops out this Sunday, which is episode four, right, Caden? That sounds right. episode four drops out this Sunday. So once it drops out, you can see the progression, and, and it goes right along with the the podcast. When we first started podcasting, they were terrible. I mean, <laughs> right. it was who's was, wasn't? Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but you just have to do it to learn it. And yep. I'm gonna tell you what Nicholas Wilson did an amazing job from day one or, or episode one until mm-hmm. episode ten in his editing and what he's learned. Mm-hmm. Our turkey season videos are going to be incredible. I've already saw little bits and, and pieces of them. Right. There wasn't a whole lot of hunting and and a whole lot of footage shot by our team. But we're going to have five, six episodes that drop out, and it's it's some cool stuff. Yeah. But we don't want to make it this cinematic craziness that, that's – we're not a, a TV show. We're not. I mean, right, right. But we are a, a bunch of guys chasing weekends, and mm-hmm. we want to show it in a – but we need to do more with it, and, we, and we're learning as we go. Oh, yeah. And so I think that's the thing that people are going to take away from it. They can see the progression as we, as we go with it. Yeah. And, I mean, like, there's a learning curve to everything. Like you said, the podcast – it somewhat pains me because one of our best episodes still yet is the first one that me and you ever did on the yeah. trail camera thing. Like we were talking about with that Zoom yeah. in the break room over there, and we had our tripod mic stand set up on the boxes so we could actually get a face mm-hmm. level. That's you know? right. Yep. And I'm like, anybody that asked me, I'm like, hey, check out the podcast. Start around episode 30 or something, yeah, <laughs> you know? Because yeah. I feel like that's kind of when we started to figure out a little bit of stuff. And we're still learning all the time. Right, still right. trying to make it better, but like... Those, like, you go back now, like you said, you listen to your first few, and you're like, it was okay, but it wasn't what we wanted it to be. Exactly. And But we talked about that a little bit, too. Like, I never wanted to put something out that was just so bad a quality that, like, no one would want to listen to it. So maybe it is a good thing that it's still one of our best episodes because people are listening to it. Yeah, yeah. They find you, and they find that first episode. We always say go to episode 100 when we had Chipper Jones on. Yeah, Or you can kick back from there, and you can – and generally people go listen to that episode, and they're Mm -hmm. like, man, I want to listen to this one. And they'll pick and choose the ones they want, the turkey hunters that are on. I mean, Matt Van Sias, Dave Owens, they want to listen to those episodes and find out who they they like and can relate to. And then they want to go find the deer hunting episodes where we had Jared Mills or we had Greg Glessinger on. And they they find those guys, and they want to pull in. But I'll be honest with you, some of our best episodes have been local guys. Yeah, the people we've had from our community, because yep. and what that shows me is we're, we've got a lot of local community support, so yes. they they want to listen to those episodes. Yep. So. We're the same way. Some of like Dusty's, mm-hmm. his are generally he's a local guy. He's gonna mm-hmm. hunt with I've us some this fall. Yep. yep, he's some of the best episodes we got. And right. part of it, I think, is people looking on the outside is like it's a name next to the episode, so they want to find out more about this name that maybe they don't recognize. Right, right. But also, like you said, it, it brings in that local support, which yep. is you know it's and it's good to see. You want to see that kind of thing. Uh, when you're doing a podcast like this. And I've had several guys tell us, like, it's really cool that there's a local show, you know. And even I think even moving into the YouTube and doing the show, most of those guys that are doing TV shows aren't in Southern Illinois. Right. You know, maybe they got a team member that's down there. But that I know of, is there a popular show that's shot around here? Uh, Not based. I mean, most of them are Iowa. No. You know, you got Team Radical. Kansas. Um, They're they're (laughs) a little bit further north north than us. Yeah, they're north of us. But, yeah, I mean... So, you know, we're, you can sit here and try to think of them. Maybe yeah. there's a one there, or two, but... There used to be a Wild Outdoors mm-hmm. pro staff guy that hunted just right over here. And we're going to have... This is a little uh, sneak peek. We're going to have one of those guys on. Really? 
Okay. Potentially. I mean, we're in the works of it right now. Yeah. So, but yeah, Dusty knows him. Yeah. He's, he hunts the neighbor, neighboring property, I think, to some of them. So maybe they would do some swapping on hunting and stuff. But anyway, yeah, yeah he's, we're supposed to be hooking up and getting him on the podcast. But you mentioned uh, Jared Mills. Yeah. Who's, uh, he's no longer with Midwest Whitetail. Correct. Um, when did you guys do that that episode? And uh, how how was that talking? You know, yeah, to him about that. Jared was great. I mean, yeah. it was it was one of our favorite episodes. Definitely, a, you know, a top ten episode that we've done. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was it was very. I don't I don't know how to put it. It was very enlightening mm-hmm. because Jared is smart. I mean, he is a very very smart individual. And what Nicholas and I took away from that episode more than anything was his his drive and his vision for what he wants to do. He's mm-hmm. not the type of person just to go lightly into something. And he, he emphatically professed what he wants to do for the future. And at the time we had no idea that he was going to leave Midwest Whitetail. Right. But I'll be honest with you after that episode, and I went back and listened to it. He kind of was, was talking around the idea of it without actually saying it. So right. it was, it was interesting to go back and listen to that episode and, I'll be honest with you, man. One of the coolest experiences we've ever had was was it in WTF when Jared and what was the camera guy's name that, that came with him? I can't remember. One of the camera guys that left Midwest Whitetail with him came, mm-hmm. and we actually had him on a show at one point. I don't even remember what his name was, and I apologize for that. But he came to our booth at NWTF. He stood there for an hour and a half. I mean, we were yeah. standing there with – you know, one of the arguably one of the top names in the hunting industry right oh, now. Yeah, for After sure. that ghillie suit buck, I mean, that put <laughs> yeah. him over the top. And yep. we kind of talked on that a little bit on our show. But he stood there at our booth, and who are we? I mean, we're just a bunch of good old boys from down in Georgia that are doing this thing. But he had enough of a relationship with us through a an hour and a half long podcast to come and spend that much time with us. I, yep. That meant the world to me. And that's that's when we really kind of after NWTF was like, look, dude, we're doing something pretty special here. Mm-hmm. We got to kick it up a notch and start doing the right things and mm-hmm. making sure we're doing the right things. And it was it was absolutely amazing. And I, st- I still – I've got Jared's number. I've talked to him several times. You know, he's got new things coming out that he's working on. He's got yep. his own YouTube channel now, Jared yep. Mills. And yep. he's doing things and in, in not a semi-live, but he's taking it back to kind of the roots of things and yep. doing it in that raw format where it's not a huge cinematic, yep. you know, uh, masterpiece, but he's showing the detail in what he does. Yep. And, dude, you can learn from him. That's, that's for no sure. Doubt. Yeah, it's – it's kind of cool. Him and Bill Winky are kind of doing the same thing now because Bill's got his own his own channel yeah. now. That's like yeah. you said. It's not like the huge cinematic thing, but man, if you can't learn from that guy, yeah. you, your ears ain't open. But yeah, it, like you said, Jared, after Winky left, like him and Mike Reed were like heading that show, yeah. that Midwest yeah. Whitetail Chasing November thing. So you're right. One of the biggest names in the industry right now, arguably. And to me, I look at what you're talking about. Like he'll take the time to stop and talk to you at your booth an hour, hour and a half, whatever, he'll stand there and talk to you. Those are the kind of guys that I appreciate That's and right. that I can talk to because they remember that they were they were the guy that nobody knew wants to. That's right. Or they were the guy that's where we're at mm-hmm. or where you guys are at that's kind of like right on the border of like a lot of people knowing about that's you. That's right. Like a lot of people do, but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, I know There's exactly different steps in the yep, process. Yep. But Because we'll go to shows, and one of them that we have seen before, a group of people, and I won't say who it is, I can tell you after. Uh, it just seems like I want to know now. I'll get some drama started <laughs> on the Ridge Hunter like we do. <laughs> it just seems like if if you don't if if someone doesn't go talk to them first, they they won't say a word to anybody right. unless it's one of their one of their partners, someone they work with that's a big name. It's just like them, the group of people that runs with them. It's 
they just won't talk to anybody. They don't mill around to the other booths. Like right. when we go to shows, one of us will stay in the booth and the other guy will go around and just kick, you know, shoot the crap with somebody in their own booth that yep. we don't know from Adam, but we're all there for the same reason. So you can go have a conversation with somebody. You uh, know. I will throw in, I'm always going to go to the, the people who have food <laughs> in these instances. <laughs> Oh, yeah. you like you like to eat? Yeah, for sure. So I, I like to eat, too, but I just talk a lot. I burn all my calories off through my mouth. That's what I do. I'm like, I'm always talking. That's why I'm burning my calories. So you you awesome. need to talk more. That's what it is. You got yeah. calluses on the inside of your cheeks. Yeah, my, my, my tongue's just blisters all the time from talking so much. I know Brock gets tired of me calling him all the time. He'll be like, ah, I got to go. I'm like, no, you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's only been 35 minutes. We got another hour to talk. Oh, we're at least an hour in most conversations. <laughs> yeah. We'll find yeah. something to chew about. Yeah. So. For sure, but like going back to those shows, even that, like you got to run around. Yeah, and the and the guys that we ended up beside at the Bloomington show, just awesome guys. And we kick. I mean, we went back and forth with them all weekend and talked to them. And you do get stuck at some of those shows by guys that just maybe they're nice enough people, but right. when it comes down to talking to them, like it just whether it's the personality don't click or they're yeah. just not that open to talking to people. So it's cool to know that someone like Jared, oh, yeah. who's like at the top. We'll still stop and, and talk to you and chat Greg with you. Greg Glessinger's the same way. Yeah. I mean, he came to our booth. He he came to NWTF and, and walked right to our booth and stood there. I'd never met Jared in person. Y'all had met him the year before because I wasn't at NWTF, but he'd came by the booth, and he, he made it a point to come back over there. And and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, if there's, if there's three people that I can honestly say that have been mentors to me as we've grown, it's Don Higgins from you know chasing giants mm-hmm. everybody knows who don terry peer they've got an amazing show that they do podcast video series etc mm-hmm. but greg glessinger i have been on the phone with greg for three or four hours just us sitting down just having a chat about things yeah and and those two guys have have stood out a lot to to me as we've grown and everything else and kind of gave us a spin on things that we may or may not have thought about mm-hmm. but it's grown and helped us and and it's i, I talked to don just to cut just a, what a week and a half two weeks ago and we, you know, bounce some ideas on some things back and forth and, and some some things that come into play for, for us is, you know, the whole partnership conversation. Yeah. And as we've grown, we've had the opportunity to, to work with a lot of different companies. And they're trying to throw things, you know, at you and try to get you to do this stuff. And, and they're, they just don't feel right. right. And, and that's one thing we've always stood beside is, is not – chasing something just because it's a dollar right and that's where we've kind of laid our staple down is i don't care if it's what you think is the right thing to use if i don't believe in it i'm not going to tell people about you and i talked about that a lot on the show and it's something that's came in man i couldn't tell you this last six months Mm -hmm. oh boy since our show it has went crazy with the opportunities Mm -hmm. and we haven't done a single one of them i mean just it it hasn't felt right and it hasn't been something we wanted to do and bring on as a full partner we just i mean it's it's about our growth and as much as we'd like to help everybody else grow you got to focus on yourself first and and we just don't have the time right now to grow any more than what we've done and right it's it's been a blessing in in the same time. I mean, when a company calls you and they want to put their brand on you because they believe in what you're doing, mm-hmm. gosh, what better you know what better honor could you have that they believe in something they want to put it on you? Yeah. But at the same time, it's hard to say no. It's it's a tough <laughs> yeah. conversation for me. I'm like, sorry, it's just not going to work. And yeah. If 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 anybody's listening and they're they're starting a podcast or starting something, 
that's the only advice that I can give you other than just to go and do it. Right. Be careful who you get in bed with because there is snakes in the grass everywhere you look, and yep. they're looking out for them instead of you. And if you're not looking out for each other, you've got a sponsorship. You don't have a partnership. Exactly. And we don't have sponsors. We have partnerships. Yep. So. We're the same way. And I think once you start um, – you know straying away from those standards or you kind of bend that and you you think okay this time you know we really don't believe in the product but man that dollar amount we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it yeah i think as soon as you start doing that people see through it oh 100 percent. and if they don't see through it immediately they eventually will at some point they will yes and some of those roads are hard to ever get back away from to turn around some of those roads are hard to i don't think some of them you ever back away from because if you get in bed with the wrong let's just start let's just throw this out there let's go with the wrong broadhead company Mm -hmm. all right what do you have to do to be successful as a deer hunter kill deer right if you're using it with that broadhead that they're wanting you to use. well let's just say (laughs) that you you don't have a successful experience with that broadhead Mm -hmm. and then you've used it and you didn't believe in it You've immediately put yourself in a position for people not to. The, why did what happened on that? Well, I was using a bad broadhead. Well, you told me on episode, you know, one hundred and fifty. That's the broadhead I should use, and yep. your, you know your ad. Well, now they're questioning your, you know, your thought process on that stuff. So, yep. and, and then that, can, that that can leave a lasting effect. A hundred percent. Yeah, and even on your other partnerships, because then it's like, well, if you told me to use this, and you actually don't like it, what about all this other stuff you're telling me to mm-hmm. use? And then. If that stuff gets back to the guys that you're actually partners with, that can leave a sour taste in their mouth too. So, yeah, I think you're definitely right. You got to, and I think this is good stuff because when we go to these shows, there's always a handful of people that come up to me and want to know how we started, hundred percent, what we like, what we started with, because they're looking to do something themselves, yeah. you know. And there's so much, there's the avenue for it. Like it, it's the startup cost is pretty low mm-hmm. to do a podcast. You know, we were talking about some of the stuff we started with. The cost wasn't real high. It takes some time and takes some patience, but like you can get out there and do it. But this yeah. is the kind of stuff that I think is good information for those people. And there's a there is a bunch of those people out there that are are looking to start to do something. Yeah, and I think that I get more and more of those questions at every show we go to, and we're dialing back shows big time. We've we've done way too many, and we're done. It's just it, this season, it was tough on us. I mean, yeah. we had we had nine weeks where we weren't at home from Thursday until Sunday. Yeah, some weekends it was Friday to Sunday, and. I'm going to tell you, man, it got to the point where Nick and I both were like, dude, it's, it, it was tough to get up and go and do it. But we were, it's not that we didn't want to go to the show, but we didn't want to be away from home. Yeah. You know, it was just too much work for us. So yep. it was it was tough, and, and I think that's why we want to dial it back. But we do get a ton of questions from people at shows, and, and I'll, I'll be the first to say I will take the time to tell you I don't have time to talk about it here, but here's my phone number. Call me next week, and we'll have a conversation about this. Yep. It may or may not work what I did for you, but yeah. I'll tell you exactly what I did because there was nobody there to help me when I started. When Nick and right. I started this thing, we had no idea. We had nobody to reach out to, nobody to answer these questions, and we still don't except for a select few that we can reach out to. Mm-hmm. And we tried. Dude, we, we tried to reach out to some of these people that were successful, and they wouldn't even bat an eye at us. And now that we're having success, we've had conversations with or around those people now, and we don't we don't turn our you know we're like right. sorry man we don't we don't want to do anything with you because yep. I mean why you won't help me when I'm exactly at the ground floor why you want to get on the train when it's rolling now yep. you know so yep. and that may not may or may not be the right way to do things I, I completely get it but that's the way that we're doing it whether <laughs> yeah. whether people like 
like it or not. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way that we are, and we try to be honest with folks. And yeah. if you help me in the beginning, dude, I'm going to be the first one to jump on board with you if you want to do something. So No doubt. And what you just saying there, one of the people we met this at this last show we were at was wanting to know about, you know, wanting some help with restructuring some of the stuff they were trying to do. And they were trying to kind of, I guess, uh, progress with one of their partners, you know. And I was like, look, a guy sat down and helped me out with it. I got no problem sending you guys, mm -hmm. you know, whatever you want to know. Like, of course, I'm not going to give you everything in the book. That's but, right. Like, I'll give you what you need. Yeah. Same thing he did for me, like like what you did for me. Like, mm -hmm. I have no problem doing that because someone did it for me. Right. You know, and I think that says a lot about you guys, too, because like you said, there wasn't anybody there in the beginning. You're still willing to do that. Yeah. But what it comes down to, too, is knowing that they're good people, and or at least having a pretty good idea they're good people. They don't all turn out that way. Well, I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. No, but I was, I was just going to finish up there. Like that's the kind of people you want you want to help out is the people who you think have a chance. Uh, the people who are, are actually good people and it's worth your time. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And I think that, and, and I'm going to go ahead and tell this story and I, I don't know if I should or not, but I'm going to, because it goes, it goes to show the, the credibility of the partner that I chose in, in this podcast. And, um, Nicholas Wilson is one of the best people in the world to me. I couldn't ask for a better friend or a better partner to do this with. He's an amazing person. He's an amazing partner. And he and I were offered the opportunity to work with, with a couple different feed companies. And we've worked with some feed companies in the past with one in particular and things really didn't work out. It wasn't what we wanted to do. It just didn't, it didn't pan out. Right. Okay. And it was no hard feelings. We're still friends with the guys now. And, but we were offered the opportunity to work with a couple of different ones. And we had relationships with both companies and both companies had done things to help us grow. Mm -hmm. And we were trying to make a decision on who we wanted to, to get, you know, basically go to bat with. And Nick, on the way to our last show that we did in Georgia, he uh, he said, "You know, I think we don't go with any feed company." He said, "I think we support them both. We don't need we don't need the money. This isn't our job, you know. And, and let's just let's just support them both." And that that to me, that conversation that morning just showed the the thought process that goes into his mind. And I had conversations with with the both of those companies, and afterwards they were like, "It's not the answer we expected, but we respect you more after doing that because, right. at the end of the day, relationships is all we've got in this world, mm -hmm. and our relationships meant more to us than actually doing something with them." And I'm not trying to toot our own horn by saying that. All I'm doing is, is offering someone advice that don't just let that dollar figure be the deciding yeah. factor in what you want to do with somebody. Because at the end of the day, if you don't believe in it, don't lie to people about it. Or if it's going to hurt a friendship over it, is it really worth it on a podcast? I mean, come on, <laughs> man. Right. This is what I do for fun. This is where I want to be. You know, on Tuesday nights when we record with my buddies, not worried about hurting somebody's feelings or whatever. And yeah. some people's feelings, well, I don't care about, but, and that's <laughs> not here, neither here nor now, right, but right. at the same time, there's people in this industry that would just snatch that dollar up and run with it. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not a part of that life. You know, it's just not who I want to be remembered for. Cause it, one of these days, this is all I'm going to have left as yep. a memory of me. I'm going to be dead and gone. You know, my kids are going to be able to go back and look at this and maybe listen to it or someone was a friend of mine or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when they have that to listen to, Hopefully, at the end of it, they say, well, old dad, like, you know, he did this the right way, or my buddy yep. did this the right way. And that's the kind of, you know, mentality that we've got with this stuff. And I don't know, it's doing pretty well for us so <laughs> yeah. far, so we'll see where yep. it goes from there. I mean, I think that's definitely the way to go about it. But 
uh, not to beat the business horse to death, you got this dove hunt yeah, tomorrow, yeah. and and you said you do this. Is this a yearly thing for you? I know you said this is kind of your I've never been dove hunting a day in my life. Okay. I've, I went on one. This I is went, your second trip up here together, I should yeah, say. So yeah, yeah. So you didn't dove hunt last year. No, no, okay. we didn't. We didn't. No, we didn't. There's no doves in Georgia? There are. There are. <laughs> yeah. But we were coming up. So Labor Day has kind of become, for the last, this is our second year of doing it, it's become our trip to come up and hang our cameras for, we come up in November. We only mm-hmm. come for one week during November because mm-hmm. it's really all the time we got, you know. And we come up and do some scouting, hang some cameras or whatever. And Brock's been gracious enough to us to open his home for us to stay with him the last two years. And we kind of got to talking about wanting to do a dove hunt this mm-hmm. year. And he was like, hey, let's go. You know, it'd, it'd be great. Tucker would love that. So yeah. we said, all right, so we've got this big plan that we're going to go on a dove hunt. And I must, I brought 450 shells, and I'll probably shoot, <laughs> I don't know, maybe two doves. I'll probably shoot every shell I've got and not, not hit a one because I'm just not a good shot with a shotgun. Hey, so. ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, birds are hard to hit, too. Well, Tim Wells does it with a, uh, what, a, a longbow and, and knocks <laughs> yeah. them out of the sky. And so, but I'm yeah. not Tim Wells. And I don't expect to knock about the sky tomorrow, but I'm going to do my best, dog. Hey, I bet it'll be a lot of fun either way. Oh, it's going to be fun, <laughs> and that's you know that's that's the thing about it. It's it's become so much fun to come up because I I was actually here for uh, I don't know what twice during coyote season. I think me and Brock uh, hunted together and. Now we we he and I talk on the phone for and it gets progressively more and more the closer it gets yep. to me coming up and I'm like I'll be there Friday and you know he's like all right and he'll call that'll be on Monday and then Tuesday we'll talk for an hour what are we gonna do what do you think about this what do you want to eat and then it just goes from there and yep. we called and talked today and I'll even I've started sharing my location with him where I know he knows exactly when I'm gonna be here he's like all right I'm waiting on him yep. I see him st- I I picture him standing in the driveway like a kid waiting to see somebody get off the school bus. <laughs> when in reality he's probably working on a tractor or something <laughs> yeah. he's just there when i pull right. up so uh, that's the way i like to picture it anyway old buddy so while you're sitting out there listening you can that, that's what i'm gonna picture don't don't correct me if i'm wrong uh, i want to live with that dream so. yeah that's awesome that's what it's all about too so the doves you're gonna shoot tomorrow are they doves or are they black doves that look like blackbirds or they call <laughs> doves that look like robins or killdeer well i i I'll be honest with you. I've never had to eat crow a day in my life, um, and, and that is a, that is a, a, a what is it called a pun or a, a <laughs> right, whatever yeah. you call it. I have had to eat crow a few times, not the way that the actual bird, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm I'm going after dove because I want to eat them. That's the one thing he cooked us some last year, and that's great. First time I'd ever eaten them, so yeah. or ate them or however you say that word. We say it different in the south, so it's eating them or whatever. Yeah. And it's uh, I'm looking forward to eating them <laughs> i promise we won't correct any grammar around here no <laughs> no there's no grammar we got if, if you do you might as well go ahead and start back on the editing side of things because i can promise you i'll throw that 15 words that people ain't gonna recognize yep. up here like who in the heck is that hillbilly <laughs> yeah. we got our education from the school down the road here so in a town of 1100 people you know you don't get too picky about grammar <laughs> well if you do it's just i don't know if that's the right way to do things yeah. or not we don't get corrected around home either do we Unless, unless Nick says uh, Spokane, and I give him a hard time about that, and we ruin a whole <laughs> podcast because of it. So, Y'all ever argue? Oh, we've had plenty of, mostly when Uncle Jeff's here. <laughs> 
<laughs> buddy, we have had we we have left. We've never quit during the middle of a show. But we've had a couple. Of, I Nick's made me mad about something, or I've <laughs> made him mad about something, or we've made Cody mad about something. It just sold up, not even talk. I'm yep. not talking no more. You can forget it. Just turn it off. We've had a couple there. of those, especially in the early days. Yeah, of yeah. Doing it. We had a couple. Me and Nate get along pretty good. Cause oh yeah. He's he puts up with my crap most time. He's pretty easy going, <laughs> as you can tell. He's a pretty easy going guy. So. Rhyme, it reminds me a lot of Nick, the way he just sits there and he kind of watches. And he's, I'm, I'm, I'm worried that he's over there thinking about a question and I'm not going to be able to answer. He's I'm over like, there thinking about how he's going to kill that deer this fall because this guy, uh, he's, a, he's a killer now. Don't let him fool you. Uh, we've got to find him first. Yeah. <laughs> Still f- trying to find the one. Yeah, I just got all my cameras up Sunday. Just got all my cameras up Sunday. Um so I, it uh, turns out the cameras didn't work exactly how I thought. I was just telling Canyon this today. I, uh, I let my subscription for my cell cams run out the end of turkey season. I left them on the trees. I went out there and collected them, I don't know, mid-July or so. Well, of course, they'd been taking pictures the whole time. I thought, eh, subscriptions ran out. They just, they go dormant, you know. That's not the case. It filled up my cards. Well, then when I turned it on, you know, and turned my subscription back on here last Sunday, they just send me hundreds of pictures every communication now. Oh, wow. That they've been taking all summer, you know. Uh, so it turns out there were some nice bucks over there. Uh, so I probably need to, uh, you know, rethink things. We might go back that direction. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway. That's pretty cool. Now, our the, the tacticams don't do that. When the now, subscription's done, it's on the card. It yeah. still takes pictures, but it doesn't send them to you. And yeah. It doesn't do like a solid upload. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, so these are these are Radix cameras. Uh, very happy with them. I didn't realize they worked like this, though. Um, so... So when the subscription ran out, they just filled up the card, you know, um, and I didn't change the cards. I just thought, ah, it told me, you know, when I was done with turkey season, because I kept deleting them off through the app, you right. know, it said the cards were like 2% full. Well, I turned them back on. It says cards are like 70% full, 95% full. So and there goes all your data. And then, oh, yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> Overage charges like crazy. <laughs> so we had to go back and buy a bunch more, you know. Uh, to make up for this, but it's just sending thousands of pictures through, you know. I don't know uh, that that's that. That'd be tough on me because, but now I don't leave any cameras in the woods anymore. No, I don't either. I just, I can't, I can't because I've done that before in them, them batteries. I don't know how they sell the batteries up here in Illinois. But them batteries that are in Georgia sun will lead a camera in two. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it'll stand there looking like it's been melted in a forest fire. <laughs> yeah. There won't be nothing left of yeah. it. I mean, the battery acid dripping out of them if you leave them in them in Georgia. I've had yep. a few like that, but. Yeah, I never, uh, I never leave mine out. I normally have, I'll take mine down. I think the last one I had up this year was probably February because I drug my feet about going and getting it. Maybe March, early March. Um, but then I, I ain't even got mine back up yet. I'll put them out generally in the middle of September. And mm-hmm. I actually talked about this. This is Friday when we're recording this. I did the episode today, the full draw Friday, and I was talking about this today. I The places I hunt, I any bucks that are there now will not be there in October. And any bucks that are going to be there in October may be the one-off are not there right now. So even if I get pictures of them right now, it's not the deer I'm hunting. So I just wait. I save the sub, the sell subscription money for October. Yeah. And I'll, I'll go put them up September, middle of September. And, and that's mostly just so I can go put them up. And then there's two weeks of me not being in there. You yeah. know, it ain't because I'm trying to see the bucks at the end of September. But yeah, I don't even run mine until the middle of September just because they ain't the deer I'm hunting. And that's just where I'm at. Some of that, I mean, it, it's fairly common, I think, but some of that is just where I'm at. Like, I don't. I'm not hunting the bucks that are there in the summer. They switch on me. Our season opens next weekend in Georgia. Does it? So we're we're you know we've been getting ready for the the last little bit, but mm-hmm. 
Man, it's been it's been a tough year for us on deer. It's been so hot in Georgia. I mean, it's been stagnant, 100-degree days for days and days on end. You know, heat index of 110, 115. I mean, we've had some boiler room days that we haven't seen heat like that for an extended period of time. Right. In, in my lifetime, I've never seen that. So mm-hmm. it's been crazy to see it go and go and go and go. But one thing that's been tough for us has been the – not being able to stay on one deer. I mean, yeah. we, we have not, for the first time ever, I've not been able to pattern one single deer that I'm going to hunt. Now, I'm given I went a little bit different route this year with the way that, because we're bait state, so we can put out bait. Yeah. doesn't matter. We can hunt over it. It's, yeah. it's legal. We're putting it out. I'm going to I'm gonna hunt near it or over it, or if yeah. I want to, I right. can do it. It's legal, so I'm going to do it. So, yeah. But I didn't do that this year because of bears. We've had a terrible time with bears destroying our feeders. I no mean, kidding. and last year I had a probably a three three hundred fifty pound bear just sit there and tear my feeder. I put it up three times, tore it down every time. I'm, like, I'm done with this. I'm not doing it next year. You know, four hundred pounds of corn on the ground. I'm not doing this again. So right. it got to the point where I didn't want to do that. And so I put out salt, and then he still showed back up. And I'm like, I'm not dealing with this, but. I just got lackadaisical with putting my cameras out and putting feed out and everything else, and I'm just going hunting. I'll just be honest yeah. with you, man. I'm just, I want to go back to just, just going hunting. I mean, and those are the days that I enjoyed a lot, and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of – as much as the baiting has helped to identify deer, I don't think it's really helped me kill any more deer. Right. I mean, right. I don't, I've not shot a monster buck or, or any – I've not shot any bucks over bait – um, other than the eight pointer, I killed me and your dad a few years ago. I had some corn out and he was, but it was a little urban area that I hunt. So they're going to come to corn yeah, I and mean, they're right. there. I mean, so it was kind of keeping him in the area and I killed him over it. And I, and I don't have any shame in that. I ain't, I, listen, I'm There's the kind of guy that, had, as far as I'm concerned, I'm a kind of guy that if it's legal, I'm going to do it. Yep. But I'll say this, that it's made me a lazy hunter and I'm a hundred percent able to admit that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's so intriguing about going to the Midwest and hunting and, and doing the things that we've done the last few years. It's gives us an opportunity to go and experience a place that yeah. you're going to have to really get back to hunting. And let me tell you something. Since I started hunting around Brock, I have learned more about deer hunting in general yeah. than I have ever in my life. I mean, there's never – my dad taught me how to hunt, and don't get me wrong, my dad was a great, knowledgeable hunter, and it, but he was a woodsman. Right. But I have learned things that I – there's a word, and I'm going to say it's edge bedding. I never, there wasn't no edge bedding in Georgia. We had briar patches. You know, we had hardwood ridges. Get where the pines meet the hardwood, son, and you'll right. bust them over the white oaks. And <laughs> yeah. That was the thing. And when I started spending time around him and learning the wind and learning how to hunt this stuff, it yep. has made me a better hunter at home. You know, yeah. when I don't go to a place that I'm familiar with, I go jump on a piece of public ground. Yeah. You can't bait on public ground, so you just okay. got to go and, you know, hunt just like you normally yeah, would. Right, but right. it's made me a better hunter and mm-hmm. i think that's the thing that's so cool about venturing out of state or venturing out and meeting other people that you you can learn from them if mm-hmm. you'll let yourself you know humble yourself to the point where you can listen and change what you're doing yep. and i'm I've, i spend time around him like after this weekend i'll have to go home with my notebook and off like well, he <laughs> yeah. said to do this and do yep. that you know and it's just it's so neat to me to be able to learn from somebody like that that absolutely you can kind of take those those tidbits of information that and apply them in another state because yeah. it does work yeah because i mean ultimately deer deer they're going to act different and have different Places they want to bed or eat and all that stuff, depending on where you go. But deer are deer, so there's certain things that definitely translate. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you're talking about that where you're just kind of going out there to hunt. 
I just lost a place we were talking about before where that's kind of what I would do. Like I wouldn't put any cameras up out there. It was a place I could go that if I didn't have anything on my other properties that I, I really wanted to go after, I'd just go sit there and whatever came by was kind of a surprise. Right. And that's, there's fun in that for sure. Cause like, it's like you said, kind of back to the days when you didn't run cameras. Yeah. Cause when I started hunting, gosh, I didn't even, I couldn't afford a cell camera and they were still like, you know, that big. How old are you? At the time, 26. Oh God. I'm, <laughs> see, I'm 11 years older than you yeah. are. I, do you, do you remember going to Walmart and developing cameras like 35 millimeter film <laughs> and looking through every picture to get a picture of a squirrel? Right. That was the trail cameras <laughs> we had first off. I mean, we yeah. might have a, oh man, I can't wait to get this developed. You get it and it's like leaf. Leaf, leaf, <laughs> yeah. leaf, squirrel. Oh God, we got an animal. We got an animal here, and then it's just a There's deer, fur. and you're framing that deer, and then usually it's a deer right up at the camera. Oh, you yeah. can't even tell what it is, but it's a deer, and we've got yeah. one on the picture, so we're gonna keep it. Yep. <laughs> I was, I was a little after that, but I, I remember like the the first one I ever had was a hand me down from my uncle, and it was a great big old Moultrie because that was like the brand the sales. The time. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Thing weighed like forty five pounds. You know, I had enough <laughs> flashes on it to land an airplane <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, you would literally sit in a stand, and if you you had the camera somewhere else and it was getting close to dark and you saw a flash you were getting ready because you knew there was a deer oh, yeah, on there. absolutely Trip that camera yeah where's that 747 landing at? It's just <laughs> exactly. lit up the airstrip <laughs> yeah no but that's a lot of fun to have a place like that to go and uh, where you where you don't necessarily know what's out there and there can be a lot of fun in that and then another thing you were talking about you know kind of that stuff maybe made you a little bit of a lazy hunter which I don't know if I believe that or not, but uh, it did. I'm, I mean, I'm telling you, man, it made me a. I'm, I'm that's a hundred percent the truth that it at home. I mean, I'm not yeah, necessarily. Right, you know, we right. ground when we go out of state. We was going to Kentucky, oh, have Tennessee, to, right. places punting public land. We was grinding, but at home, yeah, I'm telling you, man, it made me a lazy hunter because yeah. I would watch that cell camp. I ain't got nothing on there. I ain't going hunting when two ridges over. I could have the biggest deer of my life walking by, but I hadn't been out there scouting. I just been right. watching that cell camera. I'd been yeah. watching those trails camera pictures and they're a great tool but i'll tell you anybody can say what they want to they may criticize me or whatever else trail cameras and and hunting over bait will make you a lazy hunter well they're, they're just don't get me too. wrong there's nothing wrong with it oh, i'm yeah. gonna do yeah. it don't get me wrong y'all don't <laughs> yeah. come criticizing me there's gonna be a pile of corn out somewhere on my place with a camera on it <laughs> yeah. if i see a big and i'm going after him i shoot a nanny dough over it too i don't care there <laughs> yeah. but it yep. is that one thing that has my and i'm i'm not i'm, I, I'm able to admit my faults oh, i yeah. know yeah. i got yeah. lazy with it so yeah. well that's what it, that's what it is too though it's a, it's a tool in your tool belt because we talk about it all the time. You can run those cameras, but you can fall in love with getting that picture on your phone or not, and either hunting or not just based on that camera when, like you said, there may be a big one running that ridge 100 yards away yeah. that ain't getting on your camera, and he's there every day. That's right. So you got, you know, getting out there and doing those observation sits if it ain't a good day or getting out there and doing the scouting even in season, low intrusion, just getting out there and seeing what's going on. It, once you start putting all that stuff together and you're not just, just relying on the scouting or just relying on going and seeing with your own eyes or just the cell cameras or, or the regular trail cameras, once you start putting all that together, yeah. then that's when you start killing deer consistently or having shots at deer consistently because some of us can't shoot. <laughs> I'm not talking about him either. <laughs> y'all got one of them on y'all's team too. <laughs> I think y'all get mad at me, Kate, when I say that. <laughs> He's going to get mad, Brock, when he hears me say that. <laughs> <laughs> poor poor old Cody. He has had a run of bad luck with missing deer. Oh boy, he's had a go at it. <laughs> it happens, man. It happens. But yeah, what, like I said, I missed a doe last year up here in Illinois. Looked like a cow walking by. So <laughs> I mean, you could have hit it with a. You probably could have hit it with a pool cue, throwing it from a, as a spear, and I missed the whole deer. So 
<laughs> oh, it happens to the best of us. Oh, oh man. Did that great. make the cut on the show? It does, yeah. That was, it was the episode that drops... Uh, it dropped last Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't. Well, I haven't seen that one yet. So right, I have to watch I ain't, it just I ain't for that. I'm to say I'll miss them. I'll miss them. But I tell you what, I do miss is them. Them big does. That's the ones that tear me up more yeah. than anything. And yeah. I've said it time and time again that if I see a deer and I pick my bow up and I say I'm gonna kill it, generally I can get it killed. Mm-hmm. But them does, I I see them. I'm like, I don't know if I want to drag that doe out or not. <laughs> you know, I go to yeah. second guessing it, yeah. and I get in my head, and it kind of. Man, or if they walk the other way and then they come back and they excite me and surprise me, yeah. man, it just it tears me up. And I yeah. I, I don't I, I love shooting does. I'm a flathead hunter, man. I love <laughs> yeah. meat. I'll stack the freezer to the top, jerky, snack sticks, oh, yeah. whatever. Y'all are doing this process and stuff, you <laughs> yeah. know, yourself here. Yeah. Well, I do it myself. And yeah. I, that's the only way I was ever raised. Right. You know, I've right. always done it myself. Yep. Never took a deer to a processor. We always did it ourselves and grew up doing it that way. Yeah. Well, after you've done five or six does in a season you're like man that's getting boring you know i'm tired of doing this i'm gonna do a buck or something yeah right well you eat them does and they taste good Uh that's that's just i mean i like shooting deer and but a big old nanny does son they tear me up i just get jacked about it i I love i see them out there i'm like oh boy you're gonna be eating good tonight (laughs) that's just i don't know it's just something about it they get up there and their nose is as long as this table and you're just ready to kill them huh like a donkey walking out there he's like oh this is going down now i'm fixing to eat good we don't have donkeys in georgia though we've got like 85 pound well yeah yeah and if it's the smaller ones everybody's like and you know that I hey I heard this the other day. This is an interesting, and I think I actually heard it on the Hunter podcast, which okay. I don't really listen to those guys, but I, I heard it on their TikTok, and they were ta- on with a guy and was talking about people look to shoot mature does off their farms when they really should be taking out these young year and a half, two year old does and taking out fawns. It would be better for their herd if they did that because the mature does are the ones that are getting bred by the mature bucks and it's passing on better genetics. And I'd never heard that theory before. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I've got on my agenda to ask somebody that's got a heck of a lot more knowledge than right. me, a Don right. Higgins or someone that's got Dr. D or one of those guys that I run into and ask them, what is your thought on this? Because it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they're eating up your crops and everything else and eating up the food and taking it away from those mature does that can actually raise a set of babies. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I may start a new campaign, Caden, take <laughs> out the fawns. We might start shooting every, every fawn doe we've got in Georgia. I'm sure the boys back home will love to pick at that. You guys have been doing that around here a long time. <laughs> I like it. Well, I don't want to drink. You know why? Because you, y'all's fawn does are as big as our adult does. Uh, you, might, you might be right there. Y'all got, y'all, you go to dragging your, you go to dragging a, a big doe out around here, son, you better have some help. Yeah, buddy. Bad. You ain't doing it yeah. on public land. You're like, I'm going to let that doe walk uh-huh. on by right there. Uh-huh. You, you were talking. Uh, do I really want to drag her out? I'm always thinking, when I shoot her, which direction is she going to run? That's right. That's right. Well, and you probably outweigh me by a good 100 pounds and probably oh, yeah. bench press me two times <laughs> over, 10 times over. And so I can't drag deer that far. I got to, you know, either quarter them up or call for help because right. it ain't coming out by by itself. Yep. We, we still want to be able to get the side-by-side really close. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That, that's the goal. Yep. Well, public land can't do that. Right. You really? know, and that's something oh, we, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we come up here the first few times hunting public land and, and, it was like, good God, what am I going to do with this deer? And yeah, fortunately, right. I met a guy that, that had a bicycle one year. Then he had a trailer and he pulled it out. Bill, he was, that's that's another thing that, you know, I've never had a bad experience meeting people on public land out of state. You know, people mm-hmm. talk about that all the time. They ran into someone or whatever. I don't care. You, you're up walking around. You're probably going to jump a buck out of its bed anyway and run it to me. So, right. you know, 
fine. That's that's no worry to me. Yep. You're you're here just like I am. So why make it a bad situation? I just exactly. don't. I don't believe in that. You know. Yep. I think the the problem people have like that is probably them. Like if you're having issues with somebody like that, that you were probably a jerk first. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time, that's the experience I've had. But and that reminded me of something I saw today, and like. I, maybe at one time I was like this, I don't know, but it, it pisses me off to no end that these guys whine and cry, and one of them was on a Facebook group that I run the other day, about out-of-state guys coming in and shooting all of our deer. Like, first of all, they ain't shooting all of the deer. Right. You know, they're, and then, we got one. You know, we get one. <laughs> exactly. I pay $500 for one buck tag. Exactly. So. <laughs> Second of all, they ain't your deer. That's right. You know what I mean? Even if you own the ground, they're on the ground, and they're on your ground, they ain't your deer. Yeah. And it's almost the same thing as, like, the guys that just hate the idea of the crossbow hunting all year long. Right. It's, they become, for lack of a better term, a lazy hunter on their property because they ain't got to deal with nothing else. And as soon as somebody comes in on the neighbor's property and starts hunting, or as soon as somebody's shooting them with a crossbow that they think is too easy or whatever, they might have to change what they've been doing to be successful and kill deer. And I think that's the biggest issue they have with it. But, I mean, it... Ah, if there's one thing, it's a pet peeve of mine that listening to guys from around here, it's them bitching and moaning about out-of-state guys coming and shooting all our deer. Like, well, and for me, the more the merrier. Well, Bring I've, them on. I've never, I, you know, I've never left that public ground to go on a piece of private without permission. You exactly. Know, I've always right. asked. I've, I'm the kind of person that, that Cody and I, when we were coming up here, we would go and talk to, you know, maybe a landowner, not for hunting permission, but maybe an easier way to access a piece of property, you know. Yeah. And we've had people tell us, you're the first person that I've ever had come to my door and ask me to cross my property without me having to run them off, you know. And and, mm-hmm. and I don't believe in – I'm going to tell you what, if my dad caught me on a somebody's piece of property without permission – not only would I be in trouble with the landowner that had it, but I wouldn't have a butt left when I got home because he would right. have kicked it off. And yep. it's, I think that's a respect thing that we've lost in in the outdoor community. And you made you touched on the crossbow thing uh, in two thousand or twenty twenty. I wouldn't have got to come to Illinois and hunt if it wasn't for the crossbow being legalized. And people's like, well, you were. I, I blew my thumb off with a firework, and I couldn't pull my bow back. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was, I was upset because I wasn't going to get to come up here hunting. Cody's like, buy you a crossbow. And we got to research it and I bought a crossbow. Yeah. And I had never had any problem. If it's legal to do it, why are you having a problem with someone doing it? Because mm-hmm. not only are they supplying money to your state, you yep. know, especially out of state, but yep. even in state, I have no problem with someone wanting to hunt with what they can hunt with, you know? And now does some of these crossbows that are out now give an unfair advantage to someone that probably doesn't need that advantage? Dude, there's no question yeah. about it. If you've right. got an Oracle on your scope or, or on your crossbow that can self range fine, you can shoot a deer at a hundred yards. You're not questioning the, the crossbow at this point you're right. questioning an ethics thing yep. so yep. if you're still using ethical mindsets to harvest a deer taking shots that are ethical mm-hmm. and and doing it the right way i don't care what you shoot them with you yep. know it's the same thing as a guy taking a 500 yard shot with a 30 out six down in georgia right. you probably don't need to be taking that shot jackie you was practicing with 100 yards <laughs> yeah. you know in right. your backyard last week you probably don't need to and shoot you had a six it. inch group at 100 yards <laughs> yeah yeah and you blow <laughs> yeah. its leg off i mean is it there's no difference in that no, i mean right. it's same thing with a compound bow if you're yep. not taking a a a shot that's ethical and that you know without a shadow of a doubt that you you feel like 
that can harvest that animal, yep. don't don't do it, you know. Yep. And and so I I just I don't know. And and I'm telling you, there's gonna be an episode that drops out this year for my deer that I that I took last year. Mm-hmm. People's gonna be like, why'd you take that shot? Why'd you take that shot? And I Brock was the first one that said he's like, boy, that was a risky shot, but you did it right. And and, and you know I didn't want to take that shot. It was not the perfect broad shot, side shot. It was mm-hmm. you know facing me. It was quartering hard to me, and I just. I went back to what T-Bone Turner told me. You know, he said, burn a hole in it, son, and let her yep. fly. And, yep. and that's what I did. And I knew my equipment. I knew I could shoot. Yep. So I, I did. I took the shot, and Caden was filming me when it happened. And I turned around the camera, and I was like, dude, I, I didn't want to take that shot. I didn't. And the deer didn't go 60 yards, right. and he piled up. And so, but I, I don't know. It's just that whole crossbow theory just blows my mind yep. that, that yep. people are – that we're that – petty in our arguments that we're going to argue about something like that i mean mm-hmm. come on dude the antis are after us every single exactly. day trying yep. to take away our god-given right to harvest an animal and you're going to argue with somebody that's actually putting money into your state mm-hmm. come on that's a little bit that's a little bit extreme for right. me so that, yeah and the like if you want to be mad at somebody for trespassing or whatever i mean yeah i get that oh yeah 100 percent. you walking on my property yeah it's like <laughs> in-state guys do that kind of stuff yes. though. And that ain't just the out-of-state guys and we there's been trouble with it around here locally and i completely get that and the same thing like you're talking about if guys are doing stuff that's unethical completely get that too but like that's one of the biggest arguments about against the crossbow thing is like well guys are taking shots that shouldn't be taken yeah well i was talking to him about this i'm like stupid people are going to do stupid stuff where they got a crossbow in their hand where they got a compound bow in their hand where they, they go get the 30 odd six well i heard spotlight you, yeah i heard you talking to rip that he was talking about being an illinois hunt and he said a lot of those shotguns sound like rifle <laughs> yes. shots and i was like yeah that's true uh-huh. you know that's true i mean yep. it ain't the crossbow that's doing it you know no, I mean, it's, that's it's true. the person that's shooting but you're talking about taking that shot and uh Honestly, quartering to you, if you got the equipment to do it, just bury that thing on that right on that shoulder. That's what I did. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the best shots you can get because you know you're getting in there after all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And a matter of fact, I was shooting 125 grain muzzies last year and then a 550 grain arrow set up. Still shooting muzzies. I like that. <laughs> at, at 70 pounds. And I had a deer come in that was quartering to me. And for whatever reason in my mind, I thought, stay off of his shoulder. And everything I was shooting was set up to just bury in a shoulder. And yeah. had I done that, I'd have killed him. Yeah. But I hit him back, and we didn't find him. I think he lived. That deer, I think he lived. But, like, that's one of the best shots you can take, as long as you're not an idiot like me, and you try to you hold off that shoulder. I mean, if, I, if I try to come right of off it, the edge of it, you know, just right off that scapula. Yep. If I'm shooting yep. down, you know, I want to bury it. I right. want to knock that running gear out if I can. I don't <laughs> want him to run far off. <laughs> Boys, I, ain't, I can't drag no deer that far. I'm 150 pounds soaking wet. I'm 6'2". I ain't got it, and I ain't got the, uh, the wind for it no more either. Right. I smoked cigarettes when I was in my early 20s, and I regret it every day. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I've been drinking too much beer for dragging these deer that's out right. anymore. I can't do it. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so, that's... Uh, I actually switched after that, just and then not because I thought the broadheads were the issue. Yeah, like to me, it was just because I shot two in the same week and didn't find either of them, and oh, one wow. of them was. And these were nice deer. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll show you both of them after we get done. It, uh, but I was like, I just had to give me some reason to get back out there and, and try something. Yeah. So I switched broadheads and I got went back to a similar model of bow what I was shooting before. I got the one that I shot both those deer with. I'm like, just something to get out there. Went out and killed the doe, and, you know, like, I'm rock-solid confident in what I've got yeah. going on now, and it just, but that's what it took for me. It's just sometimes just changing a little thing, and it's a mental game. You kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier, like, 
when that doe comes in and you think, oh, do I really want a shooter? That's when you mess up. Oh, boy, I blow it all to pieces. <laughs> yep. It's over with. I'm like, hey, this is not going to be a good night yep. for me. I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss. And, <laughs> yep. But if I say, I'm going to shoot a doe when I get in stand, oh, that doe comes in. I can usually do pretty She's good. Done. I hit one back last year. First year I shot last year. I, and I put, we. you were asking earlier, did you make that on the show? If it happens during my season and I've got a video camera on it, I don't care good, bad, or indifferent. Yep. It's going on that show because I want people to see, yes, I can screw up, and yes, I can do the right things to to follow up with it and be yep. successful. Yep. And I'm not trying to put that stuff out there to tell people to do something wrong. I'm putting it out there so people can see that you do make mistakes in the outdoors and you are going to shoot a deer, hit a deer high. You're yep. not going to find it. it. It's, it happens. It's hunting. There's so many variables that play into this stuff. And yep. people think you're going to make that perfect shot every time. Well, I've never seen that perfect scenario that, that lines up. And when I do, I I hope I can capitalize on it. Cause I'll probably screw it up. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what my theory is. That's, that's pretty much what I did last year on that one. I mean, he was 20 yards, slightly quarter and two and just screwed it up. But like, if you hunt long enough and you shoot enough deer, it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah. Don't think yeah. it ain't. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you're going to hit a deer bad, and it just, you're gonna, your gut's wrenched, and you're going to feel horrible about it, and you're not going to want to hunt for a week like I did last year or two weeks, whatever it was. But you you got to get back on the mental game of it and get back in the saddle and get back out there after. Y'all started saddle hunting? Literally yet? saddle for did some of us. Did you start saddle oh, hunting I ain't yet. yet. I ain't yet. Man, we, you know, Brock, he, he's been a big-time stand hunter for a long time, and he got in a saddle, and, and Caden and I brought our saddles up, and he would got in one, and then he bought one. And yeah. we were talking about this on the way up there, that he wanted Tucker to be able to, to start hunting in a saddle when he's old enough, when it's safe enough for him to do that. So he could not necessarily learn to just be a saddle hunter, but that he could learn that that is a tool in yeah. your toolbox. That, yep. And I'm telling you, and, and I'll be the first to admit, I, I was never going to wear a saddle. I was like, I ain't hunting out of a saddle. You know, I'm a tree stand guy. I'm a lock-on guy. I'm going to run this 40-pound pack all the way in there and hang this up right. with these sticks and everything else. When I started saddle hunting, it changed the game for me. And not just the ease of getting it in the tree, but when you are uh, packing that stuff in its lighter, and I did not get busted a single time by a deer seeing me, and I honestly feel like it had a lot to do with that saddle and being able yeah. to get behind a tree and manipulate it and be hidden and stuff like that. So yep. that's a whole story for another day. I mean, the saddle stuff is just, it's changed the game for us at Talk About It Outdoors because we all run saddles now. Our entire team, Cruiser Saddles, that's our partner. That's our title sponsor. And they're not they're not just a, a, a partner or a sponsor. They're our friends. Right. And they're a great company and I gotta shout them out because them's my boys. I mean they're they've done so much for us and helped us in so many different ways and, and it has changed the game for us mm -hmm. as, as hunters as a whole. See, at some point I'm gonna try them and I think for me it'll be it'll be one of those things that like we talked about with the trail camera, it'll be a tool and tool belt. Yeah. Because the properties I've been hunting and Nate's the same way. We know 90% of the time, the deer there, what they're going to do, where mm -hmm. we need to be, right? Now, there's going to be times where maybe we want to be on that other ridge, and then that's, a, to me, that's an opportunity where I could get in a saddle and go slip up in there instead of my summit climber, right. you know, and making all that noise. And, and it ain't bad, and it's one of the most comfortable things you can sit in, in my opinion, as far as a stand goes. Um, Why do you get in a saddle? But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think <laughs> that, sat, like, if I get a saddle, that's what I'll use it for. And if I ever decide, like, I want to go hunt a piece of public land. Yeah to take place maybe that place that I lost just to go do something different. Yeah. Just get my mind off the buck that I've been chasing and I can't catch up with because I ain't a good enough hunter. I may go hunt oh, a piece of public land and, <laughs> and, and use that saddle. But, 
and we actually, well, I'll tell you that one after too, because I know you want to hear about it. The what I was telling you about in the back there, I completely forgot. Um, I got to tell you about that after too. But okay, uh, we got some stuff going on there too. Hopefully, that'll come out. Uh, I don't know when we'll start talking about it, but soon. And then soon. when when the YouTube channel comes up, when we start doing that stuff here in the next month then it'll come out there have too, you decided what you're going to do like video editing wise have you made any decisions on what you're going to edit with or anything yet? so she my sister that runs in graphic design has got mm-hmm. the whole adobe suite okay so and it costing me nothing yeah that's yeah no, that's great what, yeah, you, what are you guys doing we use final cut pro okay yep yeah, i've messed our, with that a little bit it's tough man it's it's a it's a program that if you don't know what you're doing in you can screw up stuff very quickly but let me tell you something for us that that one time cost was a big thing, right? But the the complexity and the the things that you can do inside of there to fix mess ups, yeah, has been a big help. So yeah. for us, that's that's what we like to use. And the only reason I ask is in case somebody's wondering what we use. That's what we yeah. use. So yeah, we're gonna use. So the couple podcasts that we did do video on, I used the Adobe. Uh, was it? I can't remember the name of it now. It's probably a uh, Premiere. 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 Yes. Yeah, yep. that's what Premiere your dad Pro. Is using. Yeah, and I used it. I mean, it's easy enough to use, and I can find everything in there, and I'm familiar with it, so I'm just going to stick with that and go with it. And if I don't like it, I may look into trying something else. But there's definitely a lot of good options out there for oh, that, Oh, yeah, too. yeah, you can find the, the – I mean, you can start with just – if you're wanting, just do it, use iMovie. Yeah. You know, we use Mac. No that's, that's what our platforms yep. are. That's what we like to use computer-wise. And, yep. heck, you can do it on your phone. I mean, you can cl- trim those clips down and drop them to your phone one by one and put it together on iMovie. I've got, I mean, Every the, all the vlog videos we did last year, any of the videos that we've done so far this year, if they're shorter than, if I'm doing them on my phone especially, because you can do a ton with these new phone oh, cameras. Yeah. I mean, they shoot 1080p or 4K or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, I got an app free app called InShot, mm-hmm. and it's got all the video editing stuff that I need to make a six to ten minute video for YouTube yeah. that that ain't a big cinematic thing, you know. And I've been using it, and it's just a free app. And there there's so many resources out there that you can get started with. And that's, you know, that's kind of where I was at with that when we yep. did our YouTube thing is just starting with that. Um, and I, mean, I think that's something you'll see, see grow as people start to do, you know, more. There's people doing stuff on their phones now that's as good as, I mean, oh, I yeah. think there was a movie shot recently, uh, like uh-huh. a full movie. They shot it all with an iPhone. Yep. What was that, that Max 14 or whatever, the big the big iPhone. Mm-hmm. And they shot the entire movie with an iPhone. Now, they had some gimbals and things like that oh, yeah. that were crazy and you know, they added a lot to it, but they use the iPhone camera to shoot the entire movie with. It's amazing what you can do on those things nowadays. Well, it's not amazing for me because I can't do nothing with the dang <laughs> thing. I want to throw it through the wall half the time because I would. I love that they can get a camera to work, but they, you know, and put a man on the moon, but my, I lose cell phone service on the middle of an interstate. Yeah, so. right. Exactly. That's a hell of a note. Uh, you know, I'm, coming up, I'm coming up 24, and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm about to call you back because this phone's a piece of crap. It ain't got no signal. So, <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, I, we were talking about my age earlier. For being 26, I should probably be able to use it better than I can. <laughs> but but I'm learning all the time. You too. didn't have the Snake and uh, Nokia days, I, I don't guess. I we had, s- we had, uh, yeah. You, you don't even remember that. No, no you definitely that. don't remember that, Mr. 17 year old. <laughs> I remember when my dad got his, his first cell phone. It was the Nokia, you know, and it had the little the Pong game on it, you know. On and the, Snake, we and, used to play that. Yep, that, that was big, you know. Text you message costs you $4 to send if you text your girlfriend, <laughs> I'm home, <laughs> yep. or I love you, or anything else. Your dad was whooping your ass. Yep. He was getting it when you got home <laughs> for yep. sending those text messages because it drove it over. Oh, yeah. 
Yep. It's just amazing technology, the way it's changed and everything else. We so. always thought the guys in, in class that had the flip phones, they could text inside their hoodie pocket because they knew where all the numbers was. That was just like the coolest Blow thing you ever. away. <laughs> yeah. and now they got hoodies with clear on it so you can see it. And you can get <laughs> yeah. else. They got shower shower cases. You can stand oh, yeah. on the phone and watch TikTok while you're in the shower. I'm like, just bathe and get out and go on with your day. <laughs> exactly. You know, just get it out. You can do that afterwards. You can miss two minutes of a video on your phone. It's going to be okay. So. Right. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. But I guess maybe some of that's good for us as as content creators. People are <laughs> got more ways. They're in the shower watching talk about it outdoors, watching chasing weekends, <laughs> well, <laughs> watching you miss that dog. Hey, if you if you watching it in the shower, toilet, I don't care where you watching that. As long as you watching it, just leave a comment on there. That's all I can ask for. Uh, that's awesome. You got anything else you want to hit on before we get you out of here? I you know, man, I do have one more thing that I want to hit on, and it's just a shout out to my boy Nick. Um, he qualified with a uh, open win the other day to call in the uh, the NWTF calling competition in cool. February. So he'll be on the big stage this year. Yeah. Dude's worked his butt off for that, and I, and I never miss an opportunity to shout him out because I am very proud of him and where he's came from when we first started the show and and where he's went with it. And you know, shout out to my entire team. It's uh, it's not my team; it's our team. I mean, right. Caden does a lot of stuff. He's our youngest team member, and he's. He's a great kid. He's doing, you know, awesome stuff. He runs with me, and he's got he's he's survived so far. So his dad hasn't <laughs> killed me. And, you know, Cody he does so much on our media marketing side. I mean, he does so much for us, and you know, tries to go out and and find new avenues and things like that. And for uh, Mark and Cody, they're up here hunting. They hunting and uh, well, they're hunting on the other side of Wayne City somewhere this year. They got a new lease and. Uh, Caleb and Tyler, they're great guys, and it's uh, it's some cool stuff. You actually know Cody. You met Cody. At the, he's the one from my team that uh, came oh, okay. to the yep. shop and met, you know, and gave me a card or whatever. And then you've got um, – who else am I missing? Oh, I'm missing Underwood and, and Travis, our two, two newest team members that we brought on to do stuff with us. Travis is a paddleboard hunter. Okay. And Josh is an old workmate of mine that's an adult onset hunter that's learning as he goes. And mm -hmm. he came up last year in Hunted, Illinois with us for the first time. And just some awesome guys, awesome teammates, supporters of the show and everything else. I can't, you know, I can't thank them enough. I mean, we've got guys in Utah that listen to every show. And we've got guys in Texas and partners mm -hmm. all over the place. And I know I'm leaving somebody out as we go. You but always it's, do. You know, it's, <laughs> you know. It's it's not on purpose by oh, any yeah, stretch sure. of the imagination, but in 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 a big shout out to to Brock and and Tucker and Brock's wife, she lets us come and crash at their house. You know, if I'm if I call Brock and I'm like I want to come stay, you know, the weekend we it's never a no. It's like right. what time are you gonna be here? You know, and he's <laughs> right. been he's been a great friend to me, and he's doing great things with his son. Tucker actually killed probably the biggest buck of his life. I hope he kills 10 bigger than it last year. You're, supposed, a, you're supposed to start with small ones. Well, he, I'll tell you this. His dad, he, he would not let him take a small buck. Yeah. He would. He's like, you need to wait, you need to wait, you yeah. need to wait. And then we were dragging his biggest buck ever out last year. He's like, this is why you wait. Yep. And yep. It was it was very cool to see and, and such a blessing to be a part of that. You know, we got to go and Cody and I got to go and help him track the deer. And mm -hmm. it, Brock was a nervous wreck. I got to tell that he was he was it was that deer was it was making us all nervous there at first but tucker his, his dad's done a great job with him getting him involved in the outdoors and he was finding blood that we couldn't find and yeah we walked up on this this moose that's laying there and it's like <laughs> holy cow we was we had a time getting it out of there but we that's got it awesome. out it was it was great so these are like i said it's the people of illinois are just like the people of iowa i always talk about them on shows and things that 
there's there's a common misconception that Yankees aren't mm-hmm. friendly folks. And I'll be honest with you, y'all are a hell of a lot friendlier than most people <laughs> I meet in Atlanta. I mean, and they're not from Atlanta anyway. <laughs> right, but right. it's just the people that I've met up here, it's been it, they have become more like family to me mm-hmm. than than I could ever ask for. So yeah, you know, keep awesome. keep being good to folks. That's all I can say. That's my only piece of advice and build a team around you that'll uh that'll make everybody else all you haters jealous. <laughs> That's, That's right. what I like That's to right. do. So well hey, we really appreciate you coming in here and taking mm-hmm. the time out and i know you got stuff going on you're scouting deer and going out and doing a dove hunt Shoot, in the morning, man i but, love it i'm glad but, you, i'm glad you invited us up yeah absolutely and like you said we'll have to get together sometime in november when you're up hunting because nate likes to eat hey I, yes let me tell you something son i can cook some pinto beans and cornbread that'll make your tongue <laughs> beat your ears off i mean uh, you don't like pintos I have a hard time believing a skinny guy when he says, "Oh, this is really good." Well, let me tell you, let me tell you something. I told you I talk a lot. I cook. I am a I am an excellent cook. Brock's eat my food before, but I Brunswick stew barbecue. We're gonna have some good eating. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna invite you down. I'm gonna prove you wrong. That, I know they say skinny guys can't cook. <laughs> I'm the exception. I got beat away from the table a lot. I had big cousins. I got a cousin that's six ten, weighs about four fifty, and he beat me away from the table. That's why I never got to eat much. Yeah. So yeah. I had to learn to cook for myself. That's what it was. Yep. I, uh, but no, really, thanks for coming up, man. Yeah, and man. Appreciate it. Appreciate all the stuff you've done for us so far, just yeah. in the, the short period of time we've known you. Shoot, anytime. And, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Shoot, yeah, I've enjoyed the fire out of it. All right. Hey, good luck tomorrow. And hey, are we going to burn the barrel off of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And stay in touch, too. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely season. be in touch. We're going yeah. gonna to be back real soon to the great state of Illinois. <laughs> thanks for being here. And uh, I, I, I got to shout one more thing out. I got to say this. If you haven't already, go over and check out the Ridge Hunter podcast. They've got some amazing stuff going on. They got a YouTube channel coming up, but definitely after you watch them, go over and check out Chasing Weekends yep, on yep. YouTube and check out Talk About It Outdoors. For sure. I'll link all that stuff in the description too so it's easy to find. But appreciate everybody tuning in. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I know I had a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys did too. So uh, till next time, man. See you. Later. Later.